It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 53, Planet of Fire. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a joke, Debbie? Yeah? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. The first polarity of the neutron flow is that the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a unity. It's like a person. Resulting reaction is fighting. Are you ready? Uh, welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your tri-weekly classic Doctor Who review podcast. Uh, my name is Eric, and... Join and I'm uh, my name is Dan. Yep, we're I'm both of us, and we were just hosting. talking about uh, I don't want to miss a thing, which is the uh, I believe it's an Aerosmith song, God, but it's it so was good. penned by and I'm I don't know if I made this entire thing up, but I'm fairly certain it was penned by Josh Brolin's dad, who has his own name and was famous before Josh Brolin, about Barbara Streisand watching her sleep and he didn't want to look away and it that i find to be the most nauseating thing not that there's anything wrong with uh staring at uh sleeping people sleeping people I, sure it's just so annoying that someone would tell that story about how a song was made <laughs> just so like ugh. like your eyes just roll back uh, all the way uh until you they come around again uh so how oh, are just you, to let you guys know so we are uh this is the inaugural episode of our Song by Song Aerosmith <laughs> podcast, so <laughs> hope you enjoy. Hey, and if I'm wrong about that, and that's not the genesis of that song, please write in to uh, Dan and Eric. Yeah, but write in uh, for three weeks from now, because next week's our Genesis review yeah, podcast. Exactly. So we're just going to do a whole series now. We're starting Media Network. Hey, how is everything with you, Eric? We're recording this on New Year's Eve. Yeah, this is New Year's Eve. This is the last day of 2017, R.I.P. Riddance. Although I think we did, we talk about this last time that I fully expect 2018 to be worse, so that that I will win because I fell for it in 2016 where you were like, all oh, the people you like are dying, and then it was like, yeah. you know, then 2017 was like, oh, hold on. Um, yeah, yeah, I got yeah, this. So it's going to be worse. So you know, we can only oh, yeah. go up. Well, no, I don't think you should end it with that. It can't only only go up. It can go down. It can go down much. <laughs> That's what I meant. Yes, I scratched yeah, that. It can only go down. It. it can only go down from here. We're not here to talk negative because we have a Are lot of exciting things in the world of Doctor Who. We just had the uh, Christmas special. Doctor Who Christmas special. Two times the Doctor, three times the Charm. Was that what it was called? <laughs> what was it called? Two doctors. When, when are you going to write a spec script for Doctor <laughs> Who? It just, it's nothing but titles. No, that's like, you know. It's just all titles. I love it. Uh, that was Twice uh, Upon a Doctor. Twice Upon a Time. Yes. Twice, Twice Upon a upon time. time. That's the one. Fair enough. Uh, yep. This has aired. Uh, everybody at this point, I hope you have seen it. Um, if, if you, you haven't, haven't, stop right now. Yeah, skip ahead. We won't talk for long, but we'll give our immediate reactions because you're all on the edge of your seats uh, waiting. When are they going to weigh in? I yeah. really liked it. I will start. I like ninety percent of it. Ten percent. Uh, there's some things with, and I think it's just a Stephen Moffat thing for me, yeah. where I feel like sometimes there's a little bit of overwriting, or there's really there, yeah, there's not a lot of quiet moments. There's lots of people y- shouting and yelling the thing that you're supposed to feel like I'm why because the doctor is the doctor, you know, and, and lots yeah. of that. And sometimes I wish. They would just pull back a little because the best, the parts of that episode that worked best for me were the quiet moments between people and characters when there was an emotional payoff and connection. I thought that the more action heavy stuff I was not as interested in. I could, I could see that. What, what parts specifically, like, do you feel like that worked so well, the emotional payoff between characters? Uh, well, I thought the, the, um, the moments between the two doctors. When it yeah. was just them sort of coming up, uh, coming up with the or making the decision to end their own life, uh, yeah. I thought the doctor's sort of reluctance to want to go on and the tiredness that he felt. And I will tell you, uh, and this is not this is another one of those sort of quiet moments, was just the the reveal. Uh, that Mark Gaddis's character, who I can't remember, uh, was the yeah. brigadier's dad. 
I almost yeah. started crying at that point. Like I that... did. I actually, I, I, I kind of had a feeling. So, so when we first see him, I was like, "Wait, are we? Is this the brigadier?" But then it quickly goes on, and I kind of yeah. forgot about that. And then at the end, maybe you know, three seconds before the reveal, I was like, "Oh my god, it's that's that's his dad." Yeah, and I had the exact same reaction because at the beginning you see the mustache, and you're like, "Yeah, oh okay." But then I forgot about it, so I was surprised as you were. Same thing. Yeah, and and I and I really like that. I thought that worked really well. I love uh, Mark Gaddis, and it was nice to that he was in the final Moffat episode as well because you know obviously they're collaborators right. on a bunch of other stuff so that was that was really nice but to your to your but your well, one problems... quick thing on that before you jump yeah. on i just the yeah. reason why i like that moment too was there was it was quiet at like he said that and then there was you had a chance to breathe yes and take it in and you see the reaction on the doctor's faces and the first doctor yeah. is not aware of all the stuff that's going to happen with the brigadier and at the yeah. other end of the bookend you have the <clears throat> final doctor who knows all of this stuff and like it was like i just want more of that and less of the and the speech on paper of what the doctor said is wonderful about all the things to be and don't lie but i didn't yeah. love the delivery because it was so shouting and running around and it felt too um proud of itself or so i don't know it, it uh, yeah you know I mean? it's a good description That's but when you see it on paper it's wonderful um but yeah, yeah but go on so so your your problems at, to me I'm, I'm actually happy that this is the end of the moffat era and and i liked him i actually i but i liked earlier moffat more so than i've liked some of the recent stuff and that's not to say there aren't great stories throughout um there really have been wonderful ones but one of the problems i have with him as well you were saying some of these action things um, didn't quite do it for you and you like the quieter moments. But for me, some of the quieter moments are just so heavy-handed and schmaltzy yeah. and just go on too long. Like the armistice that they have and you see the soldiers on the field and that scene of them singing and shaking hands repeatedly and waltzing around and everything, it, that's a five-minute scene that just, it was just, no, the scene itself, the sentiment of the scene is great. I think it, and it was necessary but it just went on so long. I don't need all of that. I, I like your description of uh, the reveal of, of Leffa Stewart and their their reactions to it um, between each other. I think it's a really good one because you have that moment where they can kind of reflect and we can see what's going on on their faces. But if they had extended that moment out for 30 seconds to a minute of their realizations and thinking about it, that's kind of how I felt about these scenes with, you know, the art. The armistice going on. So I, I think Moffat kind of falls in that trap where he's either too heavy on the action and exposition or too heavy handed on the emotional side. And I just wish that there was some sort of restraint on both ends of that. So I, I'm excited to see what this next um, director, producer, everything, the next showrunner is really going to do uh, in terms of tone. Yeah, me too. Way. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, With the, the armistice thing, like, yeah. Were you aware of that event? Um, no, I mean only vaguely. Okay, because like, I, I I had like I had listened to the Hardcore Hist History podcast, and they have this huge, yeah, really impressive World War One thing. It's like you know nine hours or whatever. Um, they did so I knew like and World War One was so horrible, and for that to have happened, so I sort of didn't mind it as long as it was because I had yeah. sort of a bunch of of my own baggage knowing yeah. about that kind of thing but i totally get your point i think it is it's almost like there needs to be some more editing i think for for some yeah of yeah it just it's right not 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 necessarily filmic editing but like editing in terms of what he wants to include in the story but just yeah self-restraint i think would have been nice and yeah, yeah yeah exactly like what what to remove and when to when you've already you made your point how did um, you feel about um Seeing so so one of the reasons that this this story kind of works for us is because there's so much um, that goes back to classic Who, um, including obviously the first Doctor. Um, how did how did you feel about that interplay between uh, the most recent Doctor and the first Doctor? I didn't love it, and I, okay. I mean I didn't. That's interesting. Love... No 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 wait wait no no no. So I Eric top line is Eric the... hates the first <laughs> no, Doctor. No, no. <laughs> I didn't like. I thought maybe you weren't even going here. But I didn't like, I liked seeing the old footage of Hartnell. Yes. But I did not like the computer-generated transition between oh, the old, uh, to, between Hartnell and uh, the actor who was playing Hartnell. That took me a little bit out of it because it was, it was like that weird 
It just it felt weird. Like something was going on with his teeth, and like I wish that they had just gone from the footage <clears throat> to a hard cut to the color. Like I didn't love the the effect of the morph between the two actors. But you actually liked David Bradley's performance as Oh yeah, no. Oh, okay, awesome. okay, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I agree. No, no, I that's agree. why I, I I realized as I was talking, I was totally missing your point. But so, that one that one transition moment. Hat tip to me. <laughs> that that I mean that that was pretty much and I thought I thought it was actually I, I, I see where you're coming from and I could quibble with the the execution it of it. I yeah. do like the idea of going from the footage into this doctor because they don't look a whole lot alike. They do, I mean, obviously you can tell it's like, okay, this is, you know, this is supposed to be the first Doctor, but to do that blend into it was was a nice way to be like, okay, here's, this is what we're doing with it, and just kind of, to be able to pay homage to Hartnell and not just have, because what they could have done is just have those those scenes that were shot for, with Hartnell just recreated with um, Bradley instead, a la the, um, the behind the scenes uh, making of Doctor Who uh, miniseries that they had where he actually played the right, character. Right, where he was, was playing yeah. the Hartnell. Where they could have just done that and done shot for shot, but they actually got to bring in Hartnell and then transition, which I thought was a, a nice thing to be able to do. Yeah, I just, the, the effect but maybe of the, the morphing, to yeah. me it would have been better just to go from the original footage to the cut of when it's in yes. color and widescreen without the, the morphing. But they also make a point of saying, you mentioned them not looking like each other. There's like one line the doctor says, or Peter Capaldi says, like, "Oh, you must be mid transformation. You're all over the place. Yes, like as if your face, face is all over is the place, changing yeah. or something." Yeah, but yeah. No, all Which is in nice. all, it was That's very funny. good, and I don't. I like Stephen Moffat for the most part, and again, it was yeah. a ninety percent that I liked. It. it was just a small ten percent where sometimes uh, it's not quite uh, perfect. But what is perfect, Dan? Who am I to say what what's, is what's perfect? Do you have anything uh, else on that? Yeah, I mean, just just small. Like I, I. Wish I had gone back. I, I usually watch these stories once and then come back to them again a few days later. Um, I didn't have time to do that with this one. So there's a, there's just a lot of classic Who stuff in here that we didn't, we're not going to get to talk about just because, you know, we didn't spend as much time with that. And that's not why we're here. We're here for um, a classic Who story review. But, you know, I did like going back and seeing the old TARDIS. And they, they brought in Ben and Polly, who we never actually got to watch. We'll watch on our second repeat through the series um and pick up first doctor stories we saw polly only yeah, i guess the, you said in the animated the daleks, right? power of the daleks we didn't actually get to see her but to see you know to see those things is is really cool um and some of those um callbacks to classic who was was really nice um i will just say this again if we never ever see another dalek story i'll be super thrilled with that i'm just that the fact that it relied on that dalek that he you know, gave a conscience. I, whatever. It's just, I'm so tired of the yeah. That, I, yeah, so that <laughs> was the so part tired. of the thing that even I wasn't even that interested. Like, that story was I love the planet they were on. I love oh, the, like, cool, all, but the, all, like, the creatures in the background yeah. and all the, like, that was really, really cool. Like, that was very effective. But actually, the fact that it was that Dalek, like, uh, I think that's a Moffat thing. I think he's just super obsessed with them because he brings them <laughs> back every other story. So I'll be glad when that's. Uh, speaking that's of Polly, uh, huh. let's talk about Perry. Does that, does that work? <laughs> that was go really good. That was really good. All um, right, let's get into um, yeah, our review of. We're good, right? We got nothing else? No, let's talk about some planets on fire. All right, hit the button and let's light this planet up. <laughs> Tardis will be taking the point of contact. I must obey. Find point of contact. You're not taking the Tardis anywhere, and you're not listening to any more messages from Tryon. You're finished, Chameleon. This is Planet of Fire. This is the fifth serial of the 21st season. 21st season, 1984 it came out. It was written by Peter Grimwade and directed by Fiona Cummings. Uh, we know her from Castro Valva and Snake Dance and Lightman and now Planet of Fire. I believe this is and her. And Grimwade, life. we know from Full Circle and Logopolis. And yeah, he had directed a Great. bunch of those yeah. serials and also wrote, wrote. a few. Yeah. He also, <laughs> you know, he wrote uh, the Concord one, so I don't want to hold that against him. The Master is back in control of Chameleon, who apparently is someone we are supposed to know about. His plan 
is to use this robot to get super high on gas and get back to his old size. Also, we learn a lot about Turlo, his people, his baby bro, and why religion is dumb. This is Planet of Fire. Dan, what did you think of Planet I think we're done. That pretty much does the entire story for us. Yeah, I covered it. I mean, I talked about the master's plan. What else is You there? got all of it. What did I think of, of the story? I actually overall liked this story. I wasn't prepared to like it. <laughs> I don't know why. You were not prepared to like it? I was prepared to not like okay. it. Okay. Um, but no, I, I thought overall it was pretty good. I liked, uh, there, there was a lot going on. Man, though, speak. let's just talk about Chameleon first. Let's just get that out of the way. So we didn't see Chameleon. No, we didn't. Because we skipped, we missed we skipped over a story. serial, and yep. therefore we missed all of Chameleon. Because yes. he's only in another serial, because I did look that up. Yep, had to as well. Uh, kind of strange that uh, they bring in this robot. He's in the end, or he's a part of it, and you realize it's controlled by the master or whatever, in right. the King one. What's it? The King's Quest. By sure. Let's say it's, King's let's Quest. Say it's called King's Quest. Then Good he enough. is cut from the next serial, which yes. we didn't see anyway, which, but he's not in which, it. And, and I can understand him being cut from it. Boy, is this character... Anyway, go ahead. Well, go ahead. and then we More. do Resurrection of the Daleks, and he's not even in it. They don't mention yeah. him. He's he's hanging out. We made a joke last last review, like, oh, is there somebody hanging out in the TARDIS that we don't know about? And yes, there is. Yes, there and is. And that we, we first see him, he's lying on the floor convulsing. What a weird... This, Jacked into the uh, TARDIS. Yeah. yeah. This sets up this episode, which I, I feel like this story, not episode is bonkers like there's things that happen in this you look at i just looked over dan does in what way oh i don't know the master's tiny in a box (laughs) wait let's get to that everybody gets (laughs) high on gas fumes and the doctor's like it's for medicinal use only or something and then they all (laughs) go and get whacked out the dumb chameleon guy who keeps half transforming into the uh half-naked stepfather with Harry and all the weird phallic imagery, and she's like, what did I find? It's like a weird... Thi- we'll get into all of that. There's a lot of weird things going on in this episode, and it doesn't s- stop until the end, and it's over. No, it shouldn't either. Everybody's Why got the weird stop? triangles. I don't know I don't know where to go, but I, I need you to explain. <clears throat> oh, boy. Should we start at the... Should we wait till we get there? But this is sort of at the end. But I want to know is how long have the triands been on this planet centuries okay so is turlo like 600 years old he says generations he says generations so how so how old is turlo no no that doesn't have any so turlo's baby brother is found at the crash site right right so they send uh this uh whatever turlo's dad and his baby brother as and, political yes. prisoners to this yes. colony slash prison planet penal colony yes it crashes yes then the natives find the baby uh-huh. and they raise him yes right yep so he looks maybe 26 tops and i think that's right so i think what you're getting confused is where are the think, rest of the triands because they still have communication the f- systems that work they don't realize that all of the triands running the colony are dead so I think that it's not as though Turlo's family being sent there is the first group of people being sent to that planet. That planet's, I think, been used for generations as right. a prison Where planet. Where are the other prisoners, family, triands who are running it? Obviously, someone's <clears throat> there because that the, uh, what's his name, the elder Timonoff sees yes. one as a child, some dude in yes. a silver suit who's making meth. <clears throat> invites him into the lab. He gets he gets he gets raised up, and he's like, "Whoa, I feel great." Um, so where are those people? What wiped them all out? Because they're all gone, and we're just seeing you know signs of their technology that they've built a religion around. But well, yet, do we they, know that they're? Do we know that they were there like a hundred percent of the time and controlling the planet, or did they just pop in and out when they need to? Because obviously, well, they when Turlo when Turlo sends the distress signal. Or, you know, sends a communication from the crashed ship, they show up. So, obviously, they can get back and forth when they need to. Yeah, they know about it. They're monitoring it. They spent all this money and time building a seismic monitoring system to control 
the yeah, right. volcanic gas and the yeah. the gas gets you high, makes you younger, can make you big or small or whatever. It's like a magic gas that has value. It just yeah. fe feels like, okay, the ki guy's only 30, but the nobody realizes that there's a whole civilization that's built this. They think it's a god. So that would make sense if it was like centuries have passed. But it and doesn't make sense if the Turlo's brother's only 30. The ship just crashed. The people didn't see the ship crash. They didn't see the ship crash. They, they found, found the baby, baby on the side of the volcano, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense now that you say that. How did the baby get right. from the crash ship? And did they just not ever find the crash ship before? Or they saw the crash ship and they're just like, oh, that's a thing. Who cares? Okay. Right. So it's, not like, it's quite, not even like, yeah. okay, the Triants had this colony and then they abandoned it. Abandoned it. And they, because they're still sending prisoners there. What I'm trying to think is Turlo maybe is they don't. Years old. Maybe it's not a abandoned per se but like i'm trying to say like maybe they only well they haven't been using it for a long time because they 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 we find out that on tryon there's kind of been a, a reconciliation and those political prisoners aren't prisoners anymore so they haven't been using it for a while at least at yeah least their political since... prisoner program <clears throat> is a little weird like i don't if you get, get in it. trouble you get sent to a british boarding school Okay, I guess, with no yeah. one really monitoring Turlo. No, someone monitoring. They're there's, paying there's the... his tuition, but yes. no one's checking in on him, really. No, there was that lawyer or whatever. Remember, there was the, oh, yeah, the weird... Right. Yeah, right. that guy. So there's, the there, he does mention that there are monitors throughout the galaxy or throughout right. the universe. You're absolutely right. I forgot so about that everywhere. lawyer, and he does say that. But it just seems weird. Like, the whole thing... It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. ...seemed a little disjointed that they built a religion. The whole point of this story is this religion based on the god, uh, what's the god's name? Logan's Run. Logan's Run. Um, no, what is the god's name? Uh, Logar. Logar. Logar of the hill people. Yeah, uh, Logar. <laughs> yeah, very good. So they are like all about Logar because they found this thing and they built a whole thing around a tattoo that is the mark of the thing because obviously the trion, they're seeing yeah. these trion marks in old colony stuff. I just want to know where is the colony, what happened Okay, colony. so logically, what we have to say is they were using this as a penal uh, colony for generations, because they do say that, that they must not come very often. I'm trying to figure this out as, we, as I speak through it. They must not have any contact with the, the indigenous people, um, so that whenever they do see them, um, whenever the trans do see the indigenous people, they're wearing like that flame retardant suit, so that's why they think that's what Logar looks right. like. But they have no actual inter uh, like communication with them, and they've just been dropping people off every once in a while. So those are the chosen ones because they have the 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 Mizos mark from Tryon. Um, maybe they haven't been using it very often, so that's why they don't haven't seen them for generations. Except when uh, Timonov was a kid, maybe that was the last time that they were there prior to uh, like Turlo's family getting dropped is off. Is a disaster. Like, I feel like while they were mining this gas, there should have been an explosion. It should have killed everyone in the colony, killed most of the indigenous population. And then what's left, the scattered settlements found this stuff and built the idea. And that's when they found the baby or something. I feel do, like, do you want to write no, a letter to I, JNT and just <laughs> let them know this is how it should have been? Speaking of JNT, I did see something <laughs> that makes me think he's kind of a jerk. Uh -oh. um, we talked about how Peter Grimm... Is this a Me Too moment? Because I can't This is something that I right saw now. on Wikipedia, I think, or maybe TARDIS Wiki, one of those. Okay. That Peter Grimwade... Uh, so first off, Fiona Cummings goes on vacation. So the, oh, yes. the exterior shots or the on-location filming on this was fantastic. Like from the beginning, great, I was like... Great shots, yeah. Okay, cool. so in the beginning, we see these beautiful loca lo locales. I guess she's doing yep. a slideshow somehow or something. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. hey, I really like where'd you go? And she's like, I went to the Canary Islands. And they're like, we should do a story in the Canary Islands. And Peter Grimwade was like, I'm going to write it, but I don't know what the Canary Islands look like. And then uh, apparently they said, well, too bad. You're never going to find out because we're all going and you have to stay home. So he wanted to go there to learn about the place. And they wouldn't pay for his ticket, which I thought was weird. Um, even though J, uh, JNT did go himself with other members of the crew. They just didn't bring poor Peter. Yeah. Okay, so that's not the worst thing it could have been. Sure, sure, I sure. I get a lot. I get a bad vibe from that guy. I don't know. Maybe he's a good person, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, these, these location shots were great. So the, the Canary Islands, both for um, the Earth scenes where uh, we meet Perry and her stepfather, Howard... Um, weird and, relationship but that okay, whole thing well, is so let's, he's let's like shirtless that. 
and then they're she's all got shirtless. half her clothes off most of the time. And you know, yep. there's something weird going on between Howard and Perry, especially because later Perry gets she goes swimming with the cursed tiki doll. Um, and then when Turlo gets down to the shortest shorts any man should wear, he drags her in, puts her in Tegan's old bed, and she's having this weird dream about her stepfather. Like, was that weird for you? Or she's like, it was not comfortable. Don't turn off the lights. Like, what? what? That was a line in it. So there's that yeah. weird stuff. And then her, the thing is very phallic looking. Maybe my mind is in the gutter, but they're finding these long. No, they're silver things she's like what's this for and he's sun glistening on his sweating <laughs> body in the, on the uh, bow of the ship yeah it was a very it was a weird weird moment for me yeah no you are not alone that's that is a lot of consensus on the uh internet about that oh it is <laughs> the, okay so yeah, yeah no it, it's weird that. um yeah uh the relationship between between howard the stepfather and perry is very strange um, it's weird. It's not her dad. It's her stepdad. Step, stepdad. They mention, I think, her mom also being a scientist or an archaeologist. I think an archaeologist yes. as well. I don't so know, she was maybe off exploring she, a cave. She, she maybe she's cave. a character because I know watching this, I did not see this this story, but I, I saw the next one and I knew about Perry. So I, yeah. I was already expecting her to be a companion. So maybe that is more to it. Maybe there's something about her family. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go on a limb and say no, but that's not gonna be a thing we ever actually see. But it's just see, weird but... that they mention it and mention and have it as her step, and then the guy is the robot later. And I don't know. It was a very weird. So why did it need to be her stepdad? Okay, right. so so Perry's. So there, she she's vacationing with them. She's between semesters at at school, and she's supposed to go back. She wants to go to Morocco, right? She wanted to go to Morocco. So uh, Howard says reluctantly, "Is like okay, fine. You've cashed in your plane ticket. You're gonna use that for money. Fine. Um, hang out here on my yacht, and I'm gonna we'll be back for you." And trying to get her to to miss her flight. So maybe just he had to be the stepdad because he had to be kind of a jerk. I don't know. It was it was weird. I don't understand what was going on there. So then Perry is looking through the treasure that they've, they've picked up from the that wreck and is looking for things that she can sell. Yeah, she's going to sell Which is really weird. Kind That's weird. not that was necessarily the best introduction to her, no. that she's like kind of a petulant kid. Because she does have, a, she's a little bit whiny to begin with. Yeah, I was going to ask you, um, what, are, what are your impressions of Perry? Because she's now a new companion. So uh, I found her overall to be good. A little bit, I feel like... They could lean a little too heavy into the screaming. She does a lot, a fair yes. bit of screaming, and if that's what she ends up being, I'll be a little disappointed. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I was actually distracted a lot by the American accents, so that <laughs> kind of <laughs> everything's really pronounced with lots of R's. Right. Yeah. So it was very. I mean, I can't do a British accent, so that's fine. Um, uh, she was okay. She didn't have a whole lot. No, she did she did a bunch, but nothing that really made her stand out as a companion. When we see new companions, especially in uh the re the new who. Well yeah, but there's something about the companion that makes them compelling. Like Rose, you know, had her 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 wit and, and charm and she you know everyone has kind of a thing that kind of you can see why the doctor might want to bring them along. Perry didn't have a whole lot going well, on. I would she, disagree there a little bit. I feel like she's Definitely is the person that if she wants something, she's going to go do it. So if she wants to go to Morocco, she's going to steal and sell something on the black market. <laughs> when she wants to, the master's bothering her or whatever, she does try to outsmart him. She knocks him down. She does have some courage. Like she's not very timid. You're uh, right. She has she courage. That's true. sort of That's is true. determined, I would say. Um, yeah, she's okay. Hardly has any clothes on. I mean, that's a seems to that's be a, the thing. That's probably going to be. Recurring. Then again, neither does Turlo in this episode. Yeah, so a, that's it's not a very uh, scantily clad. Uh, doctor it's, it's doctor so strange. Tur so after hours, <laughs> Turlo goes and reluctantly re rescues Perry, who apparently can't swim, but yet decides to jump <laughs> off the yacht. Well, okay, now she can't swim. Is it that she can't swim, or is the device? It must be the device, right? No, I think it's just that she's trying to it's pull too heavy this bag. Of 
Well, you would think it'd be too heavy because she thought it might be platinum, so it's metal, but the bag that it's in is floating on the surface. Yeah, so I, I thought maybe it was the device activating or doing something. Oh, I think you're you're giving it way too much credit. Can I think she was just like, device? couldn't pull it while she yeah. was swimming. So let's talk about the device. All right, so the master, the master, we assume, because we have not seen the story, but has a way of taking over Chameleon. So he must have, he's done yes. that before. He's doing yes. that now. So the yes. chameleon interfaces with the TARDIS, changes the coordinates to go to Earth. And the reason why yeah. they're going to Earth is because this object is located on Earth. Sure. Right? Okay. So somehow uh, the master knows that the doctor will, will get the device and bring the device back it to the TARDIS. Make... And then the, the device itself tells the TARDIS to go to the planet. Right, I mean, these are all great it seems questions. Like, it seems like the 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 master should have just went right to the planet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why did you need the phallic thing other than to pick Perry up? What? Why? Why did they do the stop at Earth? I mean, the, the yeah, no, the object is there, but the object. But how does the master know that it's there, and why is it there, and what does it do? Right, they don't use the object to interface with something on Nothing. the planet. It's not like a no. key to a room. It's just. No. Yeah. It's but just, anyway, <laughs> you're right. That doesn't right. Maybe, it, maybe there's something obvious, obvious that we're missing, but how, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But okay, we get to see. Yeah, so uh, we get to see a little uh, a boat a little scene skin. and the bikinis and. I think they just wanted fun. to. Yeah, they just wanted to hang out on the beach, which is totally fine. Oh, too. and that that has one of my favorite Doctor Who moments ever, which is the Doctor. Sitting at a table yes. drinking when his little beeper goes off at his table at Applebee's is ready. When the thing starts <laughs> flashing and it knows this is ready to be seated. And then yep. he leaves weird coins from like some yeah. space place. And then the look on the poor guy's face who's been working for like $3 a day realizes that now his kids are going to go hungry. When he's like, I can't yep. exchange this. Oh, but I love that. Yeah, because the doctor I, takes a little break. and has He's a little, just hanging out there. He's just having margaritas. Uh, before his little beeper goes off. Well, the fact that they're they're fully in vacation mode that makes total sense. They they change they change into like resort wear before get going to the Canary Islands. Like Turlo's got his nice you know open collar yeah. striped shirt and, and short shorts. The doctor's got some sort of embroidered waistcoat vest yeah, thing that just looks real weird he only wears it for like two scenes and then just abandons it was as it, if they like... had to do a photo shoot for like doctor who magazine they're like we got to work this <laughs> into the story so they can take their photos at the beach and then go it's just a yeah. weird scene uh, speaking of turlo was, though hang, hang on hang on. so was turlo how do i say this is that a swimsuit or that underwear? Was he wearing a swimsuit <laughs> under his shorts all the time? Or are we looking at Turlo and he just wears I think really it's space, tight... Sh- I think it's Space Speedos of some kind. I space think it was speedos. designed so for water. But you're right, because how would he have known and he just sort of disrobes... Well, except that they're on vacation. You know, maybe he was just like, I'm going to wear my swimsuit under my shorts so, so that short. we can just jump in the water whenever and go swimming and then get out and we'll go to that bar that the doctor yeah, found. That was... So maybe that's what it they was. They were very short, Dan. Can I just say, um, <laughs> thankfully, Turlo kept his top on. So thank goodness for small blessings. Thankfully we or did have, on. Yeah, we could have had this top we on. We could have had both. <laughs> we had the shirtless men in the previous <laughs> scenes. So now we have the bottomless men in these scenes. So, yeah. you know. It's very weird. But, I, um, yeah, my, whole, my mind just now all <laughs> I see is just Turlo and his short shorts. What else would you I was going to say, I, I love the Christmas Carol. But you didn't think I was going to say that. I did not. Um, and I especially like the George C. Scott Christmas Carol. So I bought it this holiday season on Blu-ray. I have not seen it since I was little. Have you seen Where it? Are you familiar with it? with this? I, a long time ago, sure. Okay. Uh, uh-huh. Young Scrooge. Do you remember when they go to the Ghost of Christmas Past and then you see young Scrooge, young George C. Scott, having fun uh, at the place where they're making clothes? He falls in love. He turns his, he goes into business instead of with the, I don't it's Turlo. It's okay. Turlo. That's where I'm oh. going. So I put this thing on and I'm yelling and my family's going quiet. I'm going, it's Turlo. Turlo is in this. <laughs> That was a long way for you for me just to say uh, Turlo is in uh, Christmas Carol. That'd be great. Good to know. 
So, <laughs> and for listeners at home, Dan just texted me a photo of uh, Turlo in the tiniest shorts you've ever seen, uh, standing inches above a poor passed out Perry. Very, very <laughs> weird episode. Very weird story. Very weird. What's strange is like Turlo is is half naked. Perry's half naked. Yeah. They're Step drenched wet. He takes. He takes her into his bedroom, puts her on the bed, and it's the least sexy thing in the entire oh, it's world. Not sexy at it's all. super no, gross. It's, nothing going on. There. He's so angry about having to rescue Perry. He's like he's, he's really angry. put off by it. Yeah, I guess because the whole he he knows that they got the distress message. Um, right. So he's already seen. He yeah. He's seen the phallic device. Right. So he he knows. saw the phallic device. He knows that the it's coordinates, and whatever that. Trions involved, so he sabotages the control room. So I think, okay, we're back to bad Turlo again, which is kind of interesting. I was actually kind of down for that. So he just like kind of rips apart part of the the console, and he just gives a lame excuse to the doctor, like I thought it was interfering with Chameleon or whatever. And the doctor's like, okay, fine. Yeah, and then they have it, a very weird <clears throat> moment where he's like, if you lie to me again, we are not cool. We are not friends. Yeah. Like it's the last time you'll ever call me friend or something. Yeah, whatever. It's, it's the end of our friendship. You tell me, tell me the whole yeah, truth. And he, and he doesn't though, because he still keeps it all he back. He lies. The uh, eventually, he does come final. clean, but yeah, not until yeah. Like episode three or four. Uh, we also forgot to mention. Tegan comes up in the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, and the doctor's still kind of mad. He won't even admit that he misses her. Like, it's just a weird, he, he, weird Yeah, Turlo says to her, do you miss Tegan? And the doctor says, well, we were together a long time. Yeah. Which is a non-answer. It is a non-answer. What? I mean, it's like, it's like, do you miss Tegan? It's like, do you miss that rash you had? Well, I had a rash for a long time, so now I, I you know, don't have a rash. It, it was... It was weird. It still makes, it still makes me really kind of angry. Yeah. Tegan was a really good character. Yeah, that makes me kind of sad. All right, Pete. Um, oh, also, Perry's from Baltimore. Did you catch that? No, I did weird. not know that. That is not a Baltimore accent, no. friends. <laughs> it's not at all. Now Go she, listen to John Waters' uh, the speech. The actress, uh, Nicole Bryant, right? Is that her name? Yes. Yeah, that's playing Perry is, I'm assuming, Nicola. English, right? Yes. Or, okay. Yes, she is. Yes. So, yeah. No, I, I again, I can't fault an American accent. Yeah, it's so weird uh, to have a specific. I miss that they specifically. Why? Why? Why Baltimore of all places? Yeah, that's a strange. It's it, it a particular accent. I'm glad they're not trying to do it. Yeah, because <laughs> it'd be gross. The character would go on later to be in The Wire, which a lot of people yes. not, uh, realize. And she that. says, "Hey, hun." For Marlo, she says, um, "Hey, hun," a lot. Hey, hun. We have a very involved story. There's lots of different. Uh, pieces going on. We have uh, the religious aspect with Turlo's yes. people, but we haven't touched on the master. We, we keep coming. We keep jumping back and forth between the planet of Sarn and uh, Earth. the vacation planet <laughs> of uh, Earth. Uh, so they're they're back in the Canary. What was actually interesting I liked was that that all of this was shot on the Canary Islands. The volcanic. I didn't know that uh, that the Canary Islands had a volcano and had all that kind of rocky exterior. So it was all it was a two for one. Um, yeah, so we keep jumping back and forth. We have the reveal of the master. Every time the master's revealed as the thing that's it happening in this exciting. story, I, it gets less exciting. There's just, it's this, it's so many times. And maybe it's because, because we're watching so many, st- I don't know. I don't know what it is. Every time it comes in, it's just like, oh, God. you and I have not reviewed King's Demons. I just remembered the name Yes. That, which would have been two stories before this, but assuming... Assuming Again, we yeah. understand the master was already in that. So it's even worse for a viewer who is following each one because we just saw the is master. Is Ainsley Here's like contractually required to be in a certain number of stories I per season? I like season? him like as an actor. He's fine. He's, he's I, li- fine. I like when he delivers sure. his lines. He's he's good. I thought the acting in general on all of the actors for this piece were, were good, especially the the guy with the mustache, uh, Timonov. Timonov was great. Yeah. Who looks kind of like... <laughs> When when he first when you first see him and there, <laughs> I have a couple of jokes I missed. The first is that we the, the whole story opens on a Duran Duran video already in progress as they're climbing up a mountain, <laughs> which totally is good. kind of nice. That was a yeah, great start. They should have like a flag or waving a flag <laughs> in the background. But um, when we first see Timonov and uh, what's his Malcon, yeah, there's walking through that that gorgeous interior of some yeah. someone's home, which is really nice. So they're. They're doing that, but the first time you see him, he does he not look like Peter O'Toole in like a reboot of Lawrence Arabia, yeah, but like I, I the can, later years. Right, <laughs> it yeah, was like I really, I couldn't quite tell if I was supposed to recognize this actor or not, but I realized he's just 
I guess he might be, you know, a very well-known British actor, but he's like stock British actor. Number he looked 12, very familiar, so. and that I can see. Uh, Sorry, to Arabia thing happening. Fans. But that scene was excellent. I thought. Like, yes. The the opening of this story was it so good. It laid like, some foundation pretty well. Yeah, and you don't know yeah. the connection between this strange planet, and then you're back yes. in Earth, and then you're back in the strange. Like it goes back and forth. And it you takes don't a long make time. The connection until you see the symbol. That they right. find in the in the sea, and then it was very cool. I, I like the way that this was put together. Well, even then, you're still not entirely sure. It, right, it, it at least connects the two, but like we just discussed five minutes ago, we don't know why the two need to be connected. Like, why do we need to go to Earth at all yeah, first? Yeah, I don't know why we went like, to Earth. Like, in terms of technically, like, for the story, sure, pick up Harry, but like, why? Okay, anyway, so that happens. There's a reveal of the Doctor, of the, uh, of the Master. Yeah, as Chameleon. So, who... uh, Chameleon as... As the master. So what do we know yeah. about Chameleon other than nothing? Um, so this is... A, Mostly nothing, yeah. It, the Chameleon has the ability to mimic other people, but it feels like more that Chameleon is a tool that other yes. people use, or I guess the master uses to control. Well, so, it seems like anyone with a strong personality can, can control Chameleon. So kind of, yeah, because the doctor's able Perry to... Harry does. I mean, she... Harry does she because she's a, a very strong... Yeah, she has, you know, these very strong emotions, and she's able to kind of bring that out. Why? Oh, and, and I guess it's because of her dream about Howard. A very disturbing yeah, dream was weird. enough to make Chameleon look like Howard. Yeah, because he, the Chameleon, and they, they say, sort of connected with her and stole her yeah. memories. And yeah. then to make it, I don't know why he looks like Howard, because he doesn't look exactly like Howard. He's got silver face paint on. He can only yeah. halfway do it. Yeah, I, my weird. guess is that it was just they didn't want to carry around the chameleon mannequin all over the place. They but had then an he actor goes do it. Full, but why not be someone else? He goes full Howard, though, right? So he goes Sometimes. full Howard enough to convince the doctor to leave his own TARDIS. The doctor hardly knows Perry, doesn't know Howard at all. But then Howard's like, go outside. And the doctor leaves. And then he turns back to the master and takes over the TARDIS. It was like, yeah. The doctor well, should that, have been a little bit more uh, I mean, that was, I think, about was, who this person was. That was the master controlling Chameleon to look like Howard. No, I know, but then, remember, right. the the doctor is there with Perry oh, no. and uh, Howard, in quotes, and then the yeah. doctor leaves to go exploring on the planet, what's the name yeah. of the planet? Karn? Not Karn. Sarn. Sarn. Karn and Sarn. Yeah. Um, which seems odd, because it's his TARDIS, he's leaving it with some strange some guy stranger. named Howard and some American woman he's never met, and then the, the master, you know, reveals himself to be chameleon as the master instead of chameleon right. as howard and right doctor, all, all that's to say oh, the all that is to say like small in a box oh we'll get there <laughs> i think the the reason I, all i wanted to say was i think the reason why howard looked like howard and not robo howard was because the master was controlling him but whenever the that whenever was chameleon, chameleon controlling is, him whenever chameleon's a little confused and like conflicted gotcha. between different personalities taking him over he can't quite stick with one versus the other that totally that's makes my, sense because he's in a limited capacity or that's the extent that he can look like people when not being good. Because we have, we don't no, have any I think history of him. I know. I'm going to guess there's not a whole lot of history that we missed, honestly. This doesn't feel, this feels like a pretty thinly written uh, tool for the story. So, um, no, but I, I think it's, no, he can look Normally entirely he can like look someone exactly else. exactly like someone. But if two of them are kind of both trying to take him over, or he's like conflicted about which one he's supposed to look like, he kind of goes halfway between... I don't know. Yeah, he's weird. It's a very unnerving uh, model, too, the way the head moves and the lips. It's like a weird... It's the eyes. It's the eyes. It's I realize cool. that's what it is. It's these weird doll eyes that mostly look human, and the way it's kind of set in the skull, it's really unsettling. It looks Quite horrible. Amazing. The rest of the body looks okay, I guess, but, like, it's the face that just looks terrifying. Um, right, so we get the reveal. It's the... It's master taking control on chameleon blah 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 um because he shot himself with his own tissue compressor he was, he was trying, trying to, to make... modify his tissue <laughs> eliminator compressor which is so funny and then how did he get in that box so he puts himself he constructed in a box, a box and how does he close he the lid it. okay that's that's a problem <laughs> so and the stuff what did in you the think box. there was like these weird items in the box it was just such a weird... what do you think of the reveal of the master in a box I was laughing hysterically. I thought it was the funniest, <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever seen. Funny, dumb, awesome. I <laughs> loved it. It, Of course it's ridiculous. It's so over the top, but I thought it was such a great reveal. That so was cool. 
So he has his, his patented tissue compression eliminator, which is a name that makes absolutely no sense if you put those three words together. Um, so he's got that, and he's trying to make a modified version of it to well, take it, over the universe. On, to stop. It's a tissue compressor, right? So doesn't that to, imply no, that the tissue is living? A tissue compression eliminator. What is it eliminating? Is it eliminating compression or is it eliminating tissue? No, it's not doing either of those things. It's compressing tissue. But if it's compressing tissue, how does it shrink? Well, it shrank a, it shrank a suit. That's what I'm saying. That's so not tissue. That, like that, the whole right, thing that makes was, no that freaking was where sense. I was going with it. It's like the whole thing. It's not just organic things because he's None shrinking suits to show her he how it could works. Just call it a shrink ray. Just call it a shrink ray and we're cool. Why but not just compression. shrink her? Yeah. Maybe be easier to know. control her. He yep. thinks she's got a part. Well, it would have killed right? her. So this is this is the reason that he's he's running around small as opposed to just being shrunken and killed, like we've seen him do a dozen <laughs> right. times he before. He the doll, so it's, it normally kills people. It normally kills them. So this is a modified version that backfired and just shrank him down. And then he apparently constructed a control box inside the control room of his TARDIS and didn't put a door in it. Because he can't get out of the box until and Perry then, knocks it over and, and then he's then, escaped. Right, when she's running around, he's this tiny person Did you hiding in garbage. I was hoping there was going to be she a She took cat. her shoe off? She took her shoe she off. Did. She was going to hit him with she a shoe. Smack oh, him. That's great. Yeah, if a cat had been in there and then yeah. like kind of batted him around, that would have oh, been great. Oh, God. Sorry, step on Yeah, that. so that's his whole plan. So he's going to get, again, we talk about this. There's this regenerative... Regenerative regenerative, gas regenerative regenerative that is yes. on the planet. That will make him whole again. The blue flame or whatever it is. That no one the on the planet is aware of. They think it's a god. They, they don't know. Right? Yeah, they're I not mean, really using it other than the guy's story when he was a kid. Well, they're kind of using it like... So whenever it's burning... Whenever it's not burning. Whenever it burns off the excess and it's just like just the gas. Because they all step into it to heal um, uh, the chosen, yeah, the chosen one. one. They heal, they heal Malcon after he gets shot. They all get um, in there. They all There's get in there. Like they all get high. There's like 30 of them in there, and they're all, they all get high. super high. Super um, weird. <laughs> they start talking about, like, what if my blue isn't like you? Right. And they all leave. But other than that, they do use it whenever it's on fire, because they do yeah, they ritual sacrifice sacrifices. People. They sacrifice unbelievers or heretics yeah. to appease the god. It's a very violent civilization. Sure. Um, he's the chosen one, so he's been around since birth but they talk about it as if there's other chosen ones right that's why i'm saying like if we go back to this history of this planet i guess that people have been dropped off periodically and there were previous chosen ones but but you can't assume that they were that doesn't make any sense because so they were dropped off i'm assuming they're not usually dropped off as babies because most babies aren't political prisoners so this was must have been an odd yeah, thing that the father was political prisoner just because well dad, the whole family got exiled but was like, Turlo were... on that ship when he escaped? Oh, no, but they gave Turlo they a him different to... fate, right? So they sent him to Earth yes. to be, which they have that funny joke, like, "What's please don't send me back to the most boring place in the universe, which is yeah. public school in England or whatever sure. they say. It was great. So Good he joke. sent somewhere. The dad <laughs> sent somewhere else. The mom's not mentioned, right? Right. And not that I know of. I don't It's very strange. So let's say that... They That's send a political prisoner to this planet. They live until they die. Once they die, they send a new one. Maybe. And maybe just every, every once generation before Turlo's family. That doesn't make it. But, but wouldn't any of those political prisoners, let's say they are the chosen ones, are they just going to say, like, yeah, I'm a chosen one and, like, live out as, like, some sort of god there? Wouldn't like, demigod? I, mean, that makes I guess that's what it was. Instead of saying, like, no, I'm, I'm a guy from another planet. Yeah, like, I just don't know where the previous ones are. They die of old right. age. They, uh, who knows? Doesn't matter. Doesn't, no one knows, apparently. Not even the writer. Grimway doesn't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay, so so the master's in a box. Perry knocks it over. She sneezes, and that's how the master gets away. <laughs> Why does she sneeze? Why do we need a close-up of her sneezing twice? There's lots of those weird moments where it's like this, like, hokey, almost slapsticky humor yeah. that's mixed in with all this weird heady religious mumbo jumbo so it's very right it's it was a weird, weird mix balance. of tone so perry sneezes the master gets away and he short he gets into the walls of his tardis and short circuits something and opens the doors and she just runs out 
to go look. It, it was just, she just forgot to look for him now. She's like, oh, the doors are open well, later. Another time like, she gets away because he's crushed by a falling uh, rock or something, right? Yes. Or like a column. It, it was chameleon uh, master, yeah. There was there was some other funny moments too with that kind of stuff where they're trying to like open. I think they're trying to reveal the master's TARDIS, and the master yeah. is now in in their religion. They have a whole uh, prophecy of an outsider coming, and the master right, assumes, right, right. or chameleon, as they the assume chameleon's the outsider, yeah. that he is this outsider, and they're moving like these heavy rocks, and the rocks are so wobbly because they're so light. Yeah, uh, the styrofoam that was uh, quite amusing. That happens quite a bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. What else we got? I don't know. What else is going on in this one? So I mean, I guess all that happens. So. Um, I'm just reading through my notes. No, and then, so, then, we, so let's get to the end. Let's get to the end of, the, the end of this because we we do have we do have a couple important things that happen. Uh, the most important is that Chameleon begs to be killed, and the Doctor just does it without even giving a second thought. He's like, "Yep, all right, you're dead," and then shrinks Chameleon down to a little doll size. Yeah, so do Chameleon's they out of the story. Around? Do they have a little doll of Chameleon? That's yeah, I hope put, so. They put, puts him on the shelf like in Clash of the Titans, <laughs> along with all his it's other like sh- fallen companions. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's better. But they just did nothing with that character. That character was really not even a companion. It was just a plot device. It was more like a TV screen or or something you would uh, blender. Yeah, just disconnect. Right. I'm I'm assuming, when we didn't see this, but I'm assuming in... um, the king's demons or demon whatever um that uh that he was a similar sort of just plot device character not really an actual you know companiony character so that's fine he gets destroyed i was you know obviously facetious that's not important at all what is important is that the doctor lets the master burn to death he does he lets him die just and the doctor him burn uh, the to master death. pleads cuz so For yeah so, so the the master small small master needs to get big small master Yep. Gets high uh, on the, the gas. The doctor does some fiddling. Turns off, I guess, the feed or something that's going to... The pilot light, maybe, for the blue thing. And then yep. the regular flames come up. Right? So the blue gas turns yes. off, and then all of a sudden it becomes just death fire. Uh, and then he burns, and the master pleads. Now, in the doctor's yeah. defense, before <laughs> the master dies, he is just reading a laundry list of tortures and things that he's going to do to the doctor now that he's he sort of overplays his hand a little bit he the does master, a bit yeah the smartest man in the universe uh is like and then after <laughs> that i'm gonna you know remove your eyes and and then yeah but you're right the doctor lets him just, die watches him die watches him die Weird. without any emotion at the time he does have some emotion uh, a scene later when he's in the tardis and he's just kind of thinking about it and uh you know perry asks are you okay but yeah, he just completely just watches his his nemesis slash friend burn to death. And the, That's cool. the master does say something along the lines of, "How could you let uh, do this to your own?" Dot dot dot. Right, and it ends. And people yeah. fans speculated: Are they brothers or are they not brothers? Or... I just your own kind, your own whatever, yeah. your own whatever. That's all. I'm, like right. they were both time lords. Sure, I don't think there's any more connection. Obviously, there isn't because we've seen a lot more since then. But there yeah, wasn't. No. Um, okay, so there's that important thing that happens, and then we also have Turlo leaving. Um, yeah, how'd so you Turlo, feel about his departure? Oh, uh, I was happy, and but I'll, I'll no, but say the way this, that it was treated, though, it was good. I thought Turlo's departure was great, and we talk about yeah. Tegan's not being good. This was what I would want. What I complained about with Tegan, they did here. So this was a whole yes. story all about Turlo's people. Yeah, Turlo has a little bit of. You realize why Turlo acts the way he does. He's a political prisoner. There was a civil war. They were on the wrong side. So he's always had fear. Wait a minute. Hold on. While I'm saying this out loud, isn't Turlo in the first time we ever see him trying to go back to his planet? He wants to get off of Earth. He just wants to go. Okay. I I don't know that he wants to go back to his own planet. I I was like, wait a minute. Did that, did they, you know, in any case. Yes, it was good because he he eventually, you find out what. Yeah, wasn't it? I think you're right. Didn't he say he wanted to go back to his planet? Maybe not. Doesn't matter. Uh, Friends at home. They hadn't thought it through yet at that point. They really hadn't plotted out that story. This is this story was Peter Grimwade, right? So I think Peter Grimwade wrote Modern Undead, which was the first Turlo story, and this one. And he just kind of like 
hinted at something and it was just ellipses and now they're trying to fill it in so maybe there's just a little bit of inconsistency yeah, I thought he was there. trying to go home but again, maybe he wanted to go home to get revenge who knows maybe Turlo's so he he realizes that uh, he makes a, sac- a self-sacrifice he knows he's going to go to jail probably live the rest of his life or he's going to go back to earth and go back to school in any case he makes a self-sacrifice for the better good he calls his people and it's a nice moment you have a character and then they you find out that they don't they're nicer to prisoners now or there's amnesty or whatever the case is and then he goes back to his home and he's and that was cool and i thought it was good and the doctor and turlo have a moment and they talk yeah. Um, so and and they actually, you know, they get to have that moment of like, it's been real, shaking hands. Yes, which something is nice. We yeah. did not get with Tegan, and at least we no. get it with Turlo. And then Perry, who's like, I was gonna go to Morocco anyway. I got three months, and the doctor's like, cool. And that was like a little bit like, all right, I guess, but I'm fine. Yeah, with that's it. fine it too. Right. And, and the and this story ends with you know, okay, I'll, you'll come with me. Three months, fine. And then he puts in coordinates and the whole TARDIS goes and shakes around, which is the ending of every story in this entire <laughs> season. Yes. It's it's really getting a little old, but whatever, that's they, fine. They do a lot of that. They do a lot of that. So, and, uh, okay, so that's what happens. Now we, 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 get, a, we get a new companion. Um, the next story we're doing is the next story. Is that right? Yes. Are we, okay. Yeah, the next so, one. This is the We know the next one is. Uh, Peter Davison yes. story. So the last one so is f- Caves of Adrizani. Which I've seen, you haven't seen. I have not uh, seen. That's the end of Peter Davison, so that's okay. exciting. If you have not seen that, you should watch it before uh, next year. Yeah, that's interesting to see. Uh, see, we, I mean, you get Perry throughout the entire episode, but it's not really a, about her so much. And then the first kind of story, I'm assuming that has more to do with Perry because she's you know the only companion of that story is the last one for Davison. So that's that's interesting. I guess we kind of had a similar thing with previous companions where you get anyway interesting uh, this is gonna be fun i'm, I'm actually yeah. really looking forward to uh caves not just for the end of davison because i'm a little apprehensive about the next doctor um but just to kind of see how how this is going to progress yeah and i'm here. not sure yeah. uh how long perry's going to last too so um i, I don't either i know her Hopefully. from caves of adrizani haven't seen any colin baker episodes stories. before stories yeah. before so it maybe she's with him the whole time maybe she's replaced with another robot who knows we'll find out i i also think that i read this is the last male companion turlo oh. for quite some time hmm i think that may be the truth okay until well, we'll find out maybe even until mickey who knows we in, will find out newer who but, but we'll see Yes, All right. Well, I that's think we covered everything, right? I don't. That's have it for else. the story. Yeah. So we do have some other things. Uh, I just want to respond to some of you folks who have written to us both in email on the website and on Twitter. So thank you guys for writing in. Um, so let's just check in with you guys. First of all, we got an email. Um, again, you can send your emails to the old Doctor Who Show at gmail.com, and uh, we will read them here, like I'm about to right now. Carrie writes to us uh, with the subject "Planet of Fire" trivia. No spoilers. Thank you. And I think that's just so funny how much I whine. About hating spoilers, and now I think that our nice yeah. listeners are putting no spoilers in the subject line. So I appreciate. Thank that. you for that, Carrie. Um, uh, she does let us know uh, what we we found out as well. The opening shots of the episode are amazing, and made me wonder where this was shot. Passing the info I found along, in case you guys wondered too. All location shots are on. Uh, uh, I'm not going to pronounce it right. Uh, Lanners, the Canary Islands, folks. Um, it has a dormant volcano, so they were able to film both the beach shots and. Um, the uh, planet shots in the national park there uh, around that volcano. Um, she says the amazing apartment shown at the beginning, which looked like it was a photo shoot for Dwell magazine, was <laughs> amazing. Um, so at the beginning, home to Mal- uh, Malcon, the chosen one, is Mirador del Rio um, in that town. So that's it's right near the observation platform for the volcano, and you can still visit it. So it looked like that was the outdoors, that their terrace was... Yeah. Was, that was this beautiful. national park? It was gorgeous. I really like that. More trivia says Chameleon the robot joined the TARDIS crew in the King's Demons for uh, five or six episodes ago, but 
it hasn't appeared in an episode since, you can probably guess why. Yes, we can. Uh, the doctor doesn't seem to attach to him, which we noted as well. I can only guess Chameleon has been sitting in a storage room aboard the TARDIS this whole yeah, time. That's a, right. It adds an element of sadness to it. If they were to bring Chameleon on, <laughs> then we see, or the, the audience goes through an adventure that he's cut from, so no one even sees him then. Several. Then we watch... Uh, Resurrection of the Daleks. He's not even mentioned. No, so he's not stuck once. in a, a tamper overhead bin somewhere. And then when he finally comes out, he's writhing on the floor in agony, is taken over by the master, and then killed unceremoniously unceremon- by the doctor. Uh, and then he's yeah. dead. It's just like, yeah. it's like a hard, that's a hard life for this poor robot. Well, we don't know though, because the entire time that he's back in the TARDIS, like when we see him, he's, he's, jacked into the TARDIS and apparently he's actually like communicating with the TARDIS and it's telling him this is what I read somewhere I don't know if it's true or like fan fiction or or if it's one of those the prose things which are canon so it's all true um the TARDIS is kind of regaling him with stories of its adventures so he's just actually back there just hanging out with the TARDIS so that's fine I yeah it's fine they get killed anyway thank you Carrie for the email um for all that uh background information um, on Twitter, uh, Chris Stubbs, uh, wrote to us, uh, that he was watching Planet of Fire, uh, don't really know it, trying to be up to date for the next show, why, why, why did I consign myself to this fate, Turlo in a banana hammock and shirt, please no. Um, yeah, I think we've made our feelings known about that, um, long story short, hot, so hot, <laughs> so, so, so hot. So thank you, Christmas, and enjoy the image that I sent back to you in your uh, Twitter feed yes, there. Yes, yes. Um, so that happened. Um, and then on the site, you guys, you can go to the old Doctor Who show.com, um to any of the show pages. We have comments open there, so if you want to add uh, a comment to a particular story, you can, uh, which Michael did for number 52, Resurrection of the Daleks. Um, he says the mercenaries' helmets are obviously a sign that the Daleks have learned the power of corporate branding. Which is very That's true. true. That's true. <laughs> that is the most important thing in this day lesson. and age. You gotta, you gotta have branding. So thank you for being spot on with that, Michael. And then on the podcast schedule page, um, which is a great place if you guys want to drop a note for us for stories that we should pick up now that we have access to a larger library of them through BritBox. Um, BritBox. Uh, feel free to do it there. Um, uh, I think Carrie, again, maybe the same Carrie, says, uh, if you're thinking of doing some Hartnell episodes, I suggest The Chase because it is awesome and kind of bonkers. I am into bonkers. So that's great. Um, uh, the Romans is a dated but still good comedic romp featuring lots of Barb and Ian chemistry, plus the Doctor getting physical with an intruder. Oh. Okay. And finally, The War Machines, just a good early episode. Uh, Carrie goes on to say, uh, I also like... The web planet, more for its ambition than anything else, but I'm very much in the minority here, so you'll probably want to skip that one. So again, if you want to let us know about other stories that we should do on our second review uh, around the end, when we get towards the end of this go-around, we'll kind of organize, consolidate all the recommendations we got from you folks, kind of rank them, and uh, figure out where to go from there, but drop them on that page. That'd be awesome. Yeah, we would definitely need to put up some kind of uh, poll or something or list that has, this is the next, this is the phase two. Yeah, I think what we're going to do, what I want to do is take all the recommendations and kind of weight them by how many of you folks think they're good ones, and then just do a little background to see are these uh, important ones to see, either because they're good or particularly bad, which is great as well, or because they have significance throughout the rest of the the series. So we'll just kind of rank them from there as we go back through. But thank you very much for those, uh, folks. Thank you. We didn't get any reviews, right? No iTunes reviews. That's the thing that makes uh, us so happy. (laughs) It's the only thing that makes Eric happy in this entire world, in which is strange because he's existence. because he's a Please. he's a famous comic book author. Don't he's a, a, a father, yeah, but, but you know the only thing joy. that actually makes him happy is podcast. Please reviews. go to uh, iTunes and drop us some stars uh, and write something, and we will read it on air, uh, regardless of what it is. And, uh, <laughs> no matter how, no matter how pornographic it is. <laughs> yeah, we have, well, the, we have someone saying the erotic Doctor Who. That was one of yeah. our first reviews. Our first uh, review. We'll take it all. We love it. We'll take it. Uh, yeah, so please do that. So you can drop us a review at, on iTunes um, or on the Google Play Store. If you uh, want to send us an email, again, that's uh, the old Doctor Who show at gmail.com or come to our show page uh, uh, on our site at the old Doctor Who show. 
www.thepodcastmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalmusicalm